News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Depression rates soared among young adults during the COVID-19 pandemic. That's according to a new report by the Economic and Social Research Institute. Well, Emer Smith is a research professor with the ESRI and she told Shane Beattie on Breakfast Briefing that young women were particularly affected. We see that they're really affected by the lack of face-to-face contact with their friends. Compared to before the pandemic, 80% of of young men and young women were saying they had less contact with their friends, even though the survey took place at a time when restrictions were easing. Um, And young women were particularly affected by this. For young men, um, they they kind of uh, were less responsive to that, but they were affected by other factors like um, the reduction in sports activities. For more on this, I'm joined by Leslie Shoemaker, counselling psychologist, mentoring lead with Convene in TU in Dublin. Uh, Leslie, you're very welcome to the programme. I'm just looking at the uh, report here. 55% of women in their early 20s, 41% of men of a similar age were classified as depressed. Uh, the survey was done in December 2020. They're very stark figures, Leslie, but given, I suppose, how their lives were disrupted, it's not surprising? Unfortunately, it's not surprising. I mean, this disruption is unprecedented. Um, and, and, you know, the protective factors, which this last woman just mentioned, they were taken away from everybody. But for the 22-year-olds who were interviewed uh, for this report, um, it had quite a negative effect for them. The survey, as I said, was done in December 2020, but there was a further, what, 14 months of lockdowns, in and out of lockdowns after that. Do you have concerns about the long-lasting impacts or do we have any understanding of what the long-lasting impact might be on a young person's mental health? We know from prior pandemics that there's always an impact. You know, there's going to be different levels of impacts. For example, um, I remember reading about... uh, um, a pandemic in the 1800s and people started moving into the cities and leaving the countryside because they were better serviced. But in terms of mental health, um, this is going to be unprecedented for us. Um, we might decide to look at other countries like Japan has struggled with SARS off and on, um, even though there are going to be vast cultural differences. And there might be some information there that uh, psychologists and other mental health professionals can uh, look to start making some predictions. But the bottom line is, yes, this is going to have an impact and probably for a few years. And how will that possible. impact um, manifest itself, Leslie? Well, it can be something I'm consistently hearing. Now it's with a slightly younger group. Um, young people are leaving college. They're quite ambivalent about college um, because they've been online. It hasn't been that college experience that they've been looking for. In terms of people right now who are experiencing depression trying to move into the workforce, that might impact their motivation to apply for jobs. Um, their performance within interviews. Even again, that ambivalence, am I in the right job? Because we know depression it numbs us. And when you're numb, it makes things harder to, you know, assess. It, it's harder to make decisions because you just don't know how you really feel about things. Uh, why did it impact women more than uh, young men? Um, for women, again, it's that protective factor. For I'd say for women of all ages, but for this particular group of young women, 
their um, need for social interaction, for being around others is really, really important. And, you know, look, families are great um, and things like that. But when we're stripping away that peer group, which is so important to young women at that age, unfortunately, it leaves a big hole. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. Zoom was great. WhatsApp was great. Um, there were a number of things, but it doesn't replace the face-to-face contact. I know I see that with my own practice. I do offer online appointments as well as in-person appointments. And But the major uptake um, that I see is people want the in-person appointments. Whereas with young men, they might have been able to go do sports out in the back garden or find a park where they could do things like that. They, you know, I'm not saying they were more adaptive, but those protective features, they were able to probably fall, find alternative ways of um, meeting those needs. And just very briefly, we are talking this morning about the possibility, or certainly it's not been ruled out, of reintroducing a mask mandate again in crowded settings. Would you have any concerns about that, given what we're reading uh, this morning? It's not... I understand, you know, if we bring back the mask mandate, there are really, really good reasons for this. I have no problem with that. But the reality is when we're asked as psychologists what's going to be the impact of the pandemic in the long term, we don't know because we're not out of it yet. And and that possible mask mandate that might be coming back is a really good example of that. Because I know for me, where my mind automatically goes is, oh, gracious, what's going to come next? Are we going to have lockdowns? Are we going to have other restrictions reintroduced? And that's where, if my mind's going there, I'm sure other people's minds are going there as well. We as human beings, we don't do well in uncertainty. That's what we're really talking about. All right, uh, Leslie Shoemaker, thank you for your time this morning. We're going to have to leave it. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News.